This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. This is Working Class Skeptic. Regarding your comparisons between John Rambo and Jesus, I'd like to correct uh, the apprehension that he almost died. At the end of First Blood, the novel, John Rambo actually does die. But, miraculously, he's resurrected a little later when everybody realizes there's a shit ton of money to be made off this guy. Kinda like Jesus. Glory hole, gentlemen. Oh, look at what we have here. A couple of heathens. And very nice ones, I must say. Hello, gentlemen. I am, well, just call me Chris R. And I actually have a proposition for you. I've heard a lot about Josh Fierstein and you guys were complaining about him. So, I've come up with a positive solution. Long story short, he actually didn't purchase the domain joshfierstein.com. He only purchased joshuafierstein.com. I went ahead and purchased it, so I figured I'd spin a little positivity about it. So, if you guys want to hit it up, check it out. Maybe your listeners will be interested to know what the project is all about. You know you want to do it, just do it. Thanks a lot, guys. Hey guys, I think the thing about Airsoft is, if it does, is you're totally right, it looks more real. Um, when you're out there playing uh, with a paintball gun and, uh, you know, you're holding it up in the air and you're just giving, because ah! a lot of people like to dress like Army, they like to dress like uh, Al-Qaeda, you know, ISIS, whatever. It's a lot harder to, you know, scream Allah Akbar when, you know, the, you're pointed up in the air and the paintballs are falling out of the side and that's basically it. Glory Hall. Call your head. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago. Well, two-thirds of us are live. No, this. Well, literally none of it's live. (laughs) It's live. No, none of it is live. We're live right now. Are you not live right now? When we're recording, we're live. I was only two-thirds live. I I don't know what he means by that either. It's three-fifths. It's two-thirds. Oh, shit. This is cognitive dissonance. God it's damn. going downhill before it's we really even going get to downhill. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. Can't take this motherfucker anywhere. <laughs> We've been that is my basement. <laughs> it's like your house and I can't take you here. You know it's bad when you're fucking ashamed to be in my basement. <laughs> I mean you're looking around like, can I where's the escape? I just I gotta be by the door. <laughs> this is cognitive dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 260 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we are joined by Ishmael from Angry Black Rant. Thank you very much for being on 
our show. I have a question before we get started. It's kind of an important question. I've been thinking about this all week, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're here because I just want to know, will you be my black friend? Definitely. Yes, I have one! <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to ask if the, uh, you know, if I'm endowed or something like that. So, you know. That's like true? a given. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, <laughs> he's talking all wistful about it be like so it does it really tap you on the knee <laughs> my wife was wondering <laughs> she was asking in great detail actually yeah. she, she says she no longer wonders I don't know what that means like, something like scratch that itch I'm yeah. not sure what she's getting she, at but. she came home with like cornrows <laughs> and was like oh baby don't worry about that shit <laughs> With oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, That's great. She comes that in, what fucking... up, T-Dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's great. Thanks so much, man, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, the story we wanted to talk about um, has nothing to do with race at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And if it did, it would only be coincidental. Yeah. yeah, no, right. it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> hmm, how did we select this story? <laughs> this is from Right Wing Watch. Uh, Michael Savage. Black Lives Matter are Obama's brown shirts and secret private army. Uh, so what? if it's from Mike Savage, it's <laughs> yeah. got to be good. Exactly. And I love the secret. Well, even leaving off the brown shirts, the secret army is like, so what's so secret about it? What are you talking about? They're here, you know, and and he in any and I love if you notice he says, you know, uh Hitler's brown shirts, you know, beat uh beat people up with clubs, intimidate police, call uh, uh cause total um I think he said like anarchy to society. And then he says, Hey, if I'm wrong, what are they? Sterling students uh on their way to medical school? As if those are the two options, the only two options we have. <laughs> They're either brown shirts or they're medical students. <laughs> there's, there's literally no continuum between those two things. It's just like you could be handed a truncheon or a uh, stethoscope. Those are the two. You're just like, hmm, I don't know. It's a pretty tough choice. Truncheon or stethoscope. All right. Well, let's listen to this fucking ass bag and we'll... Uh... I'm sure we'll have some things to say. Ask you quickly about the Black Lives Matter. Uh, we have another. We have another uh, incident uh, in a school in uh, South Carolina. Uh, a teacher said to the kid, "Put down your cell phone. Stop talking." No. They called the principal. Put it down. No. I'm calling the cop. Cop comes in. Put it down, or I'll drag you out of your seat. No. So the cop drags her out of the seat. Now the FBI. Hold on. Pause for a second. He didn't fucking drag her. See, he pull started her like a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> is what he did. He didn't fucking drag oh her out God. of her right? seat. He's stone he cold. That bitch right over and fucking base like the fucking wwe on her ass and, and, and do you see the comparison of how they downplay his role but then when you see uh other stations who break down the video if her hand touches his face it's like look she punched him in the face like I what know, else is right. he gonna yeah. do her hand flails upward in a desperate attempt to like not die as she's being basically pitched yeah. to the floor Fuck it! He spikes her like a volleyball, dude. <laughs> he it's does. Like, boom! Like that's the that is the only way to treat somebody who won't put down a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I when I I watch that fucking video a dozen times from every different angle, and I do not see for a second someone saying that she punched her. Like exactly. I was like, I'm looking. I'm like, fucking, where the fuck did she take a swing? Because it must have happened before he fucking pull starts her out of her desk. <laughs> 
Well, according to Don Lemon, he's like, well, we got to see what happened before. We can't judge this until we see what she did to deserve this. Well, that's fair. What if he shot him? (laughs) What if she shot him? Yeah. And then we didn't see that. Sure. Like immediately, like right before, maybe she had like an RPG in her backpack and was like (laughs) launching missiles through the classroom. We forget all the time that these are kids. Like, like, think about the fucking dumb, stupid decisions you made as a kid. Like, as a kid, I fucking... It's like it's your job as a teenager to push back against authority. That's what every teenager does. Yeah, sure. But but when these situations happen, um, there is a rush to judgment. Like, well, they you know this kid should know better. They should behave. Fucking kids don't behave well. That's how kids kid. Like, that's how you do it, right? (laughs) Like, if they behaved well, we wouldn't have to spend fucking 17 years of their lives domesticating them like wild animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. That's what you, that's what a parent does. Absolutely. All you're doing is hurting them in a rough direction that you hope they continue to travel along. That is the entirety of parenting. And, And I'm curious. So, if this, let's say he's justified in doing what he did because she didn't follow orders, what do you do to a kid that actually tries to fight back? Like, do you just murder him? Like, oh, yeah. You just take yeah, you out your gun him. and shoot him in the head and say, hey, what the fuck you expect me to do? <laughs> what? 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 idiot kid? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with I'm you? Getting my shit what? wrinkled over that nappy headed <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Don't you fucking touch me. Boom! Like, uh, it's like, look, what do you want? What did you want me to do? I'm only three times your size and bristling with yeah. weapons. And I have a radio to call more friends. All right. Yeah. Yeah, my well, name is Officer Slam. I can bench press like five hundred fucking pounds, and this is a high school girl. <laughs> well, let's let's hear what uh, Eyebrows McGee here has to yeah. say about this. Is investigating. Uh, Black Lives Matter, they chant in the streets, you've seen it, and they don't denounce it, the leadership. Uh, put pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. Uh, wh- where the heck are we heading? The Black Lives Matter movement, and I'm going to say it like it is, uh, are Obama's shock troops. They're the brown shirts that Hitler had in Germany. How's that? Does that work for you? That doesn't work for me at all. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Obama's shock troops. I love oh it. Well, what are they doing? It's shock troops. Like, are they taking over the government? Oh, Obama's already in charge. <laughs> what the fuck do they do? You know, the big problem I have with that is Obama has access to the actual troops. <laughs> you know, I don't need anything else. I don't need to have. I don't, I'm not trying to destabilize my own government to yeah. put myself in power when I'm in power. Yeah. And, and did you notice how he shoehorned the Black Lives Matter? Because he says the FBI's investigating. You would think he would say they're the brown shirts, but he just throws in Black Lives Matters and talks about something that happened months ago where people chanted, fry him like bacon, because he knew Michael Savage came on to talk about fucking Black Lives Matters, period. Right. So the guy just yeah. kind of throws that out there at the end. That has nothing to do with this Spring Valley High School shit. He's just like, oh, yeah, and Black Lives Matter. Hold Those on, are a bunch hold of fucking on. Animals. I think that young lady was texting Black Lives Matter as she got pulled from her fucking chair. Let me see that hashtag. Hold on a minute. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you across the room if I don't like your hashtag. Improper use of hashtag, motherfucker. <laughs> Well, hang on. He might become more cogent in the next. I, yeah, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Never forget what Hitler did in the beginning. He used street thugs okay. that he gave uniforms to, brown shirts and ties, to beat people up with clubs. Wait, why? The- they got to be brown shirts. <laughs> <laughs> to intimidate the police. Never forget what Hitler did in the beginning. We're at the tail end of Obama's administration, by the way. <laughs> 
to cause a total takeover of, of civil society. Make no mistake about it. This is the secret private army that Barack Hussein Obama has been talking about. That's what they're building. Let's say I'm paranoid. Let's say we're all crazy. What are they then? <laughs> okay. Chuck. Yeah, let's say Chuck he's paranoid. Made, sir. Yeah. And I love he said the secret private army that Barack Hussein Obama has been talking about. He has? Like, did I miss something? <laughs> like, what the fuck secret private army is he talking about? It was during the State of the Union address. Yeah, he, he said that shit. <laughs> yeah, and his advisors were like, motherfucker, it's not a secret private army when you talk about it. And don't you know the first rule of secret <laughs> private army? You don't talk about secret private army. <laughs> and if Obama was going to take over anything, everyone knows drones would be his secret private army. No shit. Right? <laughs> He's got little brown shirts on his drones. Dresses them up. He dresses up the little drones awesome. personally himself, like buttoning the tiny buttons on their little shirts. He's like, this is the best part of my day. But he didn't button them up. And he like pats it on the head and then it goes off and then the next one comes up and he dresses it, pats it. And then... They're like American Girl dolls. He's got like a whole he's got a collection of them. Which, which outfit will I give to you today, Bruno? <laughs> he's sitting on the floor with his legs crossed, just like dressing up the doll, dressing up the drones before they go off. He's got this Predator drone. is huge in this room and he's got a fucking wig on it. He's just brushing its hair and humming. <laughs> They're sterling citizens. They're all on their way to medical school before they became thugs in the street. Please, you know that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, we know that's a false dichotomy. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I can just see them in the debate being like, are they medical students? Are they on their way to medical school? No, nope. brown shirts. Exactly. Case closed. They're not medical students. Count it. <laughs> oh, man. And then you want to point at Michael Savage like, and you went to medical school in what year exactly? Ah. Oh. Uh, Yelling about stuff. Eyebrows. I don't know. The only thing that's missing from that is someone saying, hashtag all lives matter. I think oh that's, the no. thing. <laughs> that's the only thing missing oh from God. that. That's how he should have ended it. He should have. <laughs> and then just spiked his mic. And, <laughs> and they do that like <laughs> explosion sound. <laughs> Not the first time he said Obama in the Hitler reference. He said that with immigration, too. He, he said, says it, that's like a weekly thing with him. Exactly. He says that shit all exactly. the time. I, I would like to get them in the room. Him and all those other idiots who say like uh, the gays are Hitler and like you know, and just have them fight it out to see who the fuck is <laughs> is the actual coming Hitler. Is it gay Who's people fighting for gay marriage? Is it Obama? Is it Planned Parenthood? Like how many fucking Hitlers is this country created? <laughs> You know, I will say for the number of Hitlers that we have, we have a surprising number of Jews. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you would think with this many Hitlers, yeah, that, that we'd be bereft of right? Jews. Like, yeah. you couldn't get a bagel in New York. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but according to Ben Carson, Hitler can't come to power now because everybody has guns, and the stupid Jews gave away their guns. It was oh, all their fault. Okay. Those God. foolish Jews. Hate on them for a little while. Yeah, victim blames six million dead people, right. bro. That, that works. That'll get your poll numbers up. What do you think of Ben Carson, man? That guy's a fucking train wreck, isn't he? he uh, he's. I don't like to. I don't want to make fun. I don't want to like just write him off and say he has some mental condition. But doesn't he seem like he's like it's more than just him being stupid? Like watching him talk and. He seems like he's one of those guys who are brilliant in his field, 
but everything else he's way behind, like even in normal yeah. social interactions. You know what he seems like to me is a really brilliant heating and air conditioning guy. You know what I mean? Like, he knows how to fucking brain works like you wouldn't believe. You know, mm -hmm. he could fucking neurosurgeon the fuck out of some neuro. <laughs> you know? But when it comes to anything else, the guy's just fucking dumb as a rock. Yeah. Oh, bad. Yeah. It, real bad. Did you guys see the thing he said about the the pyramids the other day? Oh, my God. Joseph's grain granary. It's storing wheat. It's not a giant wheat shaker. Oh they're not even hollow inside. Like, they're like... It's like the worst place to store the thing. What are you talking about? Like and Joseph would... just did it. Like, hey, I need to store grains. Let's create <laughs> these huge pyramids and just put some grains in. <laughs> like what? I don't... And he's like, oh, it couldn't be like tombs because I don't even remember his reasoning. It's just like, I, yeah, that's nobody remembers his reasoning. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah. that's the wrong word to use. Uh... Yeah, plus it's like Joseph and the pyramids weren't even concurrent time wise. Like yeah. they're just like they're like. They, it simply can't even be a thing. Like, and uh, wouldn't we find grain in them if we open yeah. them up? Like, sure. That's the thing that makes me laugh. It's like, because he's, and when he talks about that, he's dismissing the aliens. I <laughs> yeah. That's part of the context. Like, it wasn't aliens. It was somebody long dead putting wheat in there. It's like, what the fuck is happening? He's to like, you? look, was it medical students? It clearly wasn't medical students, right? So it's clearly a grain. Assholes. <laughs> Hashtag wheat lives matter. <laughs> so hold on now. Hold on now. We're fucking with Ben, with ben Carson, but fucking the Republican ticket is a fucking goddamn disaster oh boggle. God. Trump is no better. Fucking all the rest of them, you could clunk their fucking heads together and get one oh, brain man. cell. Yeah. Carly They're Farina. all fucking They're, terrible. I, I would... I don't have any Republican friends that I know of. I would like to talk to them. Like, what... So... What do you think of your fucking party? Aren't you insulted that this is just the norm now for presidential candidates? The dumbest fucking person who says the right, <laughs> who says the right fucking lines of God and guns and, and then they're on a the fucking ticket. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. It is all God, guns and tax cuts. Yeah, that's it. Those are the mm -hmm. three things. Oh, and no abortions, I guess. Yeah. It's like, and gay marriage you know, finally got out the fucking conversation for most of them anyway. Yeah. How could be still, still fucking trying to. Yeah, there's be constantly is just like, well, if I get in, I'm going to make the gays hate it again. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be back with uh, Ishmael from Angry Black Rant uh, at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a few stories between now and then. You know, I can't imagine. You know, one of the things, Tom, that I think is is absolutely appropriate is that a guy named Ishmael is being interviewed by two white whales later. <laughs> <laughs> because there's nothing but death and refuse in the rectum. The, no life can come out of the rectum. The rectum is designed to get rid of death. And waste is is designed for that one purpose, and the sodomites are cheering on and praising the rectum. So this story comes from uh, the Joe My God blog. Um, <laughs> Joe My God, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's pretty funny. Uh, Pastor Kevin Swanson calls for executing gays at event attended by GOP candidates. That's not even the crazy part. The second clip, Cecil. Uh -huh. Where he talks about covering himself in feces? Yeah, why don't we listen to it? I yeah. mean, this is him at his like little rally. It's provided by Right Wing Watch uh, via Joe My God blog. So let's play it. Sackcloth and ashes. I was thinking, you know, 
there are parents, and this is not a funny thing, there are families whose, and we're talking Christian families, pastors' families, elders' families. I always, I always marvel uh, when you hear these guys and they have no voc effects on their voice. Because they sound totally different. You listen to Rick Wiles when he right. doesn't have that fucking deep voice orator going on. And then you listen to this guy. They all sound very different. They, they do. Like when they don't have the benefit of their hometown uh, microphone advantage. Yeah. And they sound all thin and shitty. <laughs> it's like, what's <laughs> happening here? Because you wouldn't recognize this guy's voice if you didn't know who he was. Oh, not like, by a fucking uh, stretch, man. No. Not by a stretch. In good godly churches, their sons are rebelling hanging out with homosexuals and getting married. Wait a second. They're hanging out with homosexuals and getting married? So are they hanging out with homosexuals and then getting married to someone else? Hey, dude, let's hang out. I don't know. That sounds cool, but like maybe we could totes get married while we're out here. Yeah, all right. I want to really rebel against my dad, so you can put I'm, your dick in my butt. I'm only going to do what? it if we invite our parents. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an elaborate rebellion. You know, like I remember Gosh, when I was a teenager, a like... It's Rebe- a long con, man. Right? It's a long con. Right? You got to want it, dude. Yeah. You got to. And, and that's actually true in this case. You have, yeah. to- <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, literally want it. Because, like, you know, I, I mean, you were rebellious as a teenager. I was rebellious. Everybody's rebellious as a teenager. It's just, like, part of being a teenager. Yeah, you know? but I wasn't cock in the mouth rebellious. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you were, like, leather jacket and, like, angry slogans rebellious, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was, like,. I was like long hair and surly attitude, rebellious. I was never like, yeah, I'll take a cock up my butt, rebellious. Like, because that's a, <laughs> that's really some next level rebellious. That shit. is a, gr- I mean, right that's a level of rebelliousness where you're just like, because you're doing that, and no one even knows. Yeah, you know, like that's that's all that's in the fucking mind. You're oh. you're, I would say you're mind fucking, but you're actually fucking. Yeah. So, <laughs> man. That's dedication to the craft of rebellion. It really is. I, I admire. And the parents are invited. What would you do if that was the case? Here's what I would do. Sackcloth and ashes at the entrance to the church, and I'd sit in cow manure, and I'd spread it all over my body. <laughs> what would you do those things? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a second. So what he's saying is, is now that his son is out... Right. He can come out with his cow poo fetish. Right. He can finally be out as well. He's finally, He's like, ah, oh, man, now you'll be seen as the aberrant one. Bring <laughs> me a bath of cow feces. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Sackcloth and ashes. Where would you even, where do you even buy sackcloth in 2015? Joanne Fabrics. They have everything. <laughs> right, you got they me have there. everything. <laughs> That's what I would do. And I'm not kidding. I'm not laughing. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. I'm pointing out the problem. It's not a gay time. This is the pe- these are the people with the sores, the gaping sores. The sores that are pussy and gross. What the fuck is he talking about? What is he? They're gross. They're gross. They're super and gross and yucky, and they have Mr. Yuck faces on them. <laughs> Dude, you got the little tongue. like Mr. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> With these gays. Can, I just want to play that again, just to because I I don't I mean I just I don't even know what he's on about. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. I'm pointing out the problem. It's not a gay time. <laughs> This is the pe- these are the people with the sores, the gaping sores. 
the sores that are pussy and gross, <laughs> and people are coming in and carving happy faces on the sores. That's not a nice thing to do. Okay, so I just heard it twice, but it makes less sense the second it's time. It's so crazy, and he sounds like he's weeping. I'm not gay. You're not. Don't tell me that. I want to hear it. He's kind of awesome, man. Oh my gosh, he's gonna come. He's gonna be sitting there, fucking weeping his big fucking man tears in a pile of poo outside the front door, carving his initials into people's sores. Don't you dare! Carve happy faces on open pussy sores. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever do that. I tell you, don't do it. What? What is he talking about? <laughs> this guy's fucking lunatic. <laughs> He's lost his fucking mind. Where what? does he get invited to speak at? I don't know. It's got to be a convention he put on. Oh Nobody would God. invite this guy. That was amazing. Sackcloth and ashes. This is what America needs. America needs to hear the message. We are messed up. <laughs> Someone is. You are fucking messed up. I, I, I've listened to a lot of things for this show. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to... Cecil, tell I've me about to, it. I've listened to yeah. some really just off-the-wall shit by some people that have been hateful and weird and, uh, you know, this fucking... You remember that fucking Covey lady? Yes. The shit she fucking said when she was talking for Jesus made more sense than what he just said. That stuff that she was doing sounded so much better than you can't carve open sores into people because it's not nice. Yeah, No, you can't carve happy faces into people's open sores. I, I, I can't. I just, I mean, I, I, I kind of want to hear him say it again. Let's do it. Yeah, let me, let me just play the, the crazy part, which is most of it. I'm grieving. I'm mourning. I'm pointing out the problem. It's not a gay time. This is the pe these are the people with the sores, the gaping sores. The sores that are pussy and gross. And people are coming in and carving happy faces on the sores. That's not a nice thing to do. Don't you dare carve happy faces on open pussy sores. Don't you ever do that. Don't you ever do that. <laughs> don't you ever do it? Don't you ever do it? I no. don't have anything to say about it. That's awesome. Like it's so fucking crazy. It's so weird. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I mean, just like fucking mouth agape, <laughs> staring at my computer. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> don't even do it. Don't carve on my sores. Don't carve on my sores. It's not a nice thing to do. Yeah, we're not fucking jack-o'-lanterns, dude. <laughs> Carving happy faces. <laughs> so weird. I carved one with tree teeth. <laughs> Such a fucking goober. What a fucking giant goober. And was he crying, Cecil? You got to see. Was no, he crying? No, he doesn't look like he's crying. He looks like he's pretending to cry, like he's making fun of it, I guess. I can't tell what he's doing. It's First off, it's a tiny clip, right? So it's not like enough... To really get a good mm. taste of what he's talking about. I mean, you understand what he's saying when he's saying, uh, you know, we should be in mourning that these people are have getting married in a church and they're asking for, you know, holy people to show up. Right. I understand that part. That's the beginning part. It's easy. Sure. That's easy. But then when he fucking 
he fucking jumps the goddamn shark at the end. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Dude, this is a guy who is talking non-metaphorically about covering himself in actual cow shit. Yeah, in cow poop. I would like to read just a few comments from the Million Moms Facebook page. This is on their page. And uh, not that there's anyone counting, but um, for a group that calls themselves the Million Moms, they only have 40,000 members on their page. So they're rounding to the nearest million, and I get that. All right, this story comes from the Washington Post. Uh, Maryland family faces harsh criticism after daughter is featured in American Girl magazine. Uh, so America's still fucked. Uh, the parents of an 11-year-old girl in Montgomery County, Maryland, um, got all kinds of criticism um, after a uh, girls' magazine, American Girls' magazine, featured uh, their family, uh, their daughter, their family, um, as part of the charity work. So this is a family that's comprised of two dudes, two gay dudes, who have adopted four children. Um, and the criticism is like, well, I... I but they're gay. It's like, never mind that they gave homes to four children that didn't have homes. The fact that they're gay all of a sudden got the fucking one million moms involved, which is basically like fucking six moms. That's what it is. It's fucking six uh, moms. In it, the girl promotes the charity one of her dads started years ago called Comfort Cases which provides backpacks filled with pajamas, toothbrushes, blankets, stuffed animals, and other items for foster kids. The group has gone from providing 300 kits in 2013 to donated to 7,000 kids in the District of Maryland and Virginia foster care systems last year. What a dick. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, here's a fucking family that is doing good works, hat, that like, looks like a totally functional family, and you're going to get your fucking knickers in a fucking twist over the fact that it's a it's a gay couple? Right. Having solved all the rest of the world's problems. No kidding, right? Like, the One Million Moms are one of those outrage groups, right? Oh, They're just one God. of those groups that exists for no reason except for just to, just to uh, spread and antagonize this false sense of uh, quasi-moral outrage. And they couldn't be a fucking less relevant or less interesting or less introspective or less intelligent group of people. Uh, you, you've got like, who cares what these dudes? I don't give a fuck if these dudes like to stick their dicks in electric sockets like they're donating shit to foster kids and raising uh, orphans as their own and expanding, opening up their hearts and their homes and their family to bring in people who have no other options. You read this story and it's like, you know, they're talking about like kids, like fucking foster kids who carry around their belongings from home to home in garbage bags. In garbage bags, Cecil. And these are people who have said like, we're going to make it basically our life's mission as a, as a couple. We're going to make it our life's mission to, to practice what we preach and to open our hearts and our homes. And, the, and you've got this fucking group of fucking supposed like moral crusaders like oh well, fucking kids would be better off in a foster home than a home with two dads that would, they should have no dads <laughs> like that's a yeah, fucking should, awful way to think should, about the world it's, it, yeah it, it, you're, you'd rather that they live in a group home than with these two people that's what you're saying when you say they shouldn't be focusing on these people and they shouldn't be have these people in a magazine right you know your fucking shitty kid is going to learn about gay people eventually, you fucking twats. <laughs> Your fucking shitty kid is going to learn about it. So fucking get over it already. Yep. 
Because, you know, you can't, it, just because you can't shelter your kid from the fact that fucking gay people exist isn't anybody else's fucking problem. What if you had a kid? I mean, put yourself in their position for a minute. What if you were hateful? Hold on, bitter? I gotta cut out half my brain. <laughs> But what if you were, you know, a hate-filled bigot and you stopped going through like KKK Monthly or whatever it sure, is that you yeah, were reading yeah. earlier and you opened up your American Girl magazine and there you saw uh, kids who had a better life and a better future than they otherwise would have. You could accidentally raise tolerant kids. No, because I w- they, they would have a, a full-on subscription to KKK Kids. Okay. All right. Yeah. As long as, as long a- as they've got that. That's a great coloring book. You can only color in white, but it's a great coloring book. <laughs> you got to burn the pages on the front <laughs> lawn of black kids when you're oh, done. <laughs> Podcasters, they live in squalor, destitute and disenfranchised, eking out an existence as best they can in such desolate places as Chicago. In pairs, but otherwise alone, they suffer from hunger and thirst, barely making it day to day on store-brand chicken wings and weak domestic beer. But now you can help. For just a few dollars a podcast, pennies a day, you can give them the restaurant-style chicken wings and imported beer that they so desperately need. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you can make a difference in their lives, allowing them the opportunity to rant unfettered as nature intended. Please, go to patreon.com backslash distancepod day make a pledge and help these poor innocent creatures lead a life worth living so cecil this story has been kind of all over the places from msn christian evangelicals upset with starbucks red cups so starbucks came out with its holiday cups and they're red Uh uh-huh and that's pretty much the whole story except for People are writing, like Arizona pastor uh, Joshua Feuerstein, uh, in a Facebook post, with 8 million views, he wrote, Starbucks removed Christmas from their cups because they hate Jesus. Uh, so this is this is just like one of those, you know, war, and this is going to start, right? Because now that Halloween is over. Yeah, and now we, it's Christmas season, you know, it's, secular season. You know, it's, it's, it's the two months... Of Christmas season that's here that we all have to fucking tolerate for the next fucking 60 days. It's two months of Christmas, and uh, the Christians are going to get all fucking worked up. Bill O'Reilly is sure to get his fucking panties in a twist. And and the first blow, the first salvo against Christmas has been fired, evidently, by Starbucks. Because they don't have, like, a crucified Jesus hanging out of every latte or something. It's just a fucking red cup. They're not required by anyone to decide to make a fucking Christmas statement. Like, that's the thing. Like, what they don't understand, what the people who are, like, believe in this war on Christmas thing is, 
is that they can somehow have Christmas stuff on public lands whenever they want, right? They can they can just they can just wave their hand and be like, "No, man, we should we should be able to fucking like have a fucking crucified Jesus up there during Easter and we should be able to have fucking little Jesus in the manger with all his wise men and fucking Mary giving virgin birth or whatever right in the fucking manger on Christmas. We should have this all the time." No, it's a fucking it's a it's a it's a public space, right? You're not allowed to do that cuz that's favoring one religion. They don't get that. They also don't get that as a company, you're allowed to do fucking design whatever design you want for your goddamn cups. You don't have to have fucking... If your Christmas cup is just red or just as a Santa hat or it just says fucking Merry Xmas, who gives a shit? It's your cup. You get to make your own decisions. Do you think they would have been as fucking outraged if the cup was still just the regular white cup? If they had not made any holiday-themed change? Because it seems like what they get fucking butthurt about is that it's not that no change was made, right? What they're mad about is that change was made that's a holiday-neutral sort of a change, right? Like, oh, we changed it to the holiday cup. It's a red cup. And they're fucking bent out of shape about a fucking disposable. You're going to throw it in the garbage. It's a disposable cup. It's garbage. If it was a fucking sacred cup, it's not a fucking, it's not the Holy Grail. It's not like, it's not like somebody redecorated a fucking chalice at your local church. It yeah. is a disposable cup. But do you think they would be as worked up if Starbucks just didn't do anything? Yeah, just absolutely. White cups? Absolutely. I think they would be because I think that what they would say if Starbucks didn't change their cups between now and the end of the year, they would say they got bit rid of their Christmas cups altogether. They're not celebrating Christmas at all. They're fucking some sort of pagan, awful institution that doesn't celebrate solstices that we stole from other cultures. <laughs> right? Of all the things in the world to get worked up about, these fucking twats are worked up over. They took a fucking Christmas tree off of a fucking cup. Yeah. This is what we're worked up about. And you were talking about it earlier. Like, you know, there's still homeless people. Yeah. There's homeless right. people right outside of Starbucks. <laughs> like, right now. So while you're fucking, you're pulling your underwear out of your ass about fucking whether or not there's a Christmas tree, take the money you would have given to Starbucks for your fucking $5 latte and buy a food for the homeless guy. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, and you know this, I consume a, a vast amount of Starbucks coffee. I consume a ridiculous, painful amount. Of, and I'm an atheist. Should I be offended that they celebrate Christmas? Should I be like, should I be like, fuck that? Yeah. Starbucks seems like in a no-win situation. They're not, they're celebrating Christmas, Christmas, but they're celebrating it weak sauce. So right. they can't get the fucking Christians on their side and they can't get the atheists yeah. on their side. I gotta tell you. The only people they can get is the wishy-washy spiritual fuckwits out there. Here's what they've got on their side though. Coffee, yeah. which is addictive. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so people are still gonna go to Star Starbucks knows it, right? Yeah. They're like, we sell it like a literally addictive product. We sell an addictive product through a goddamn drive-through, motherfucker. We could our cups could be fucking filled with devil heads and pentagrams. You could finish your cup. There could be a fucking dead mouse at the bottom. You'll be here tomorrow, <laughs> motherfucker. You will pick the mouse up and suck it like a tea bag, <laughs> right? It's like, who are you crapping? What? Where the fuck else are you gonna go? You gonna go to the other major fucking coffee chain that's on every street corner with a goddamn drive-through that doesn't exist anywhere else in America? No, I didn't fucking think so. Welcome back. Here's your fucking pentagram cup, motherfucker. Extra mice, please. <laughs> Extra mice. <laughs> 
I'll take two pumps, two mice. <laughs> <laughs> you like roll up to the drive through, you're like, uh, I'd like a, a creme brulee latte. No mice. You get mice. <laughs> no mice. You get two mice now. Keep trying, motherfucker. No okay, foam. two mice, three, three mice. mice for you. Yeah. Uh, no foam. Four <laughs> mice. Can I get that? Can I, can I get that with soy milk? Fucking 12 mice. It's a cup of mice now. Drive through. Okay, can I'll I, do can it. Can I get it in a double cup instead of one of those wrappers? <laughs> can you put an ice cube on the mice? It's too hot when I first did it. <laughs> it makes it so they wriggle around less. <laughs> Can you at least put them in a bag and stomp on them first? (laughs) (laughs) This story comes from kingfm.com. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's funny. Uh, Wyoming has gonorrhea billboards. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, I would have said previously that Wyoming was one of those states that uh, you sort of are are not sure. Like, maybe that's a city, you know, like you're like, I don't know. Is yeah, that- Wyoming. Wyoming is it, it. It's like you know. It's like the female orgasm. I've read about it in books, but I'm not, not sure it sure exists. It exists. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, see, people talk about it. They talk a real good game about it, but I'm not sure. It's Probably not. A, I'm just going to decide that's not a real thing. There's a lot less pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the Wyoming Department of Health launched a billboard campaign this this month, which has put Wyoming on the map. Cecil, and, the, and it's just giant billboards. Wyoming has gonorrhea. I like, I like that the O in Wyoming is like a buffalo. Yeah, right. Like, cause somebody's like, oh man, I was fucking a buffalo earlier. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Do that buffalo have give me gonorrhea, motherfucker? God, uh, you can't even. It's you like can't even fuck a buffalo on the open range anymore. <laughs> What's happened with America? I love this shit. I love that. I would love to ride around Wyoming with fucking giant gorgonorrhea shit. (laughs) Fucking amazing. It's just STD prevention, but it's it's a it's a really weird way to raise awareness. It's super strange. And I mean, they're trying to say, you know, what's funny is it says like Wyoming. Here's what's funny about the message to me too. Wyoming has gonorrhea. Do you get a free HIV STD test at no no yo? dot org no you no yo it looks like no yo yeah is that like yolo but no yo <laughs> well fuck hey. it yolo <laughs> hey you only got a real once unless maybe you do it again <laughs> what's great about the iphone is that if you want to check snow conditions on the mountain there's an app for that uh, so this story is just is just delightfully goofy as well. This is from MotherboardVice.com. Uh, so uh, there is an app. It's a $10 paid app. Cecil, what's the most expensive app you've ever bought? Uh, I almost bought a $30 app. Really? What was it? It's uh, it's for film. Like when you're doing film, it it uh, tells you like what aperture and things like it's basically an aperture calculator. Really? So, but it's it's like it's it's like a really useful app. But I didn't buy it. Like I saw it and I was like, Ugh. and everybody's in the industry recommends it, but I didn't get it. What is and the so most my, expensive app you actually pulled the trigger on? Uh, I think a three dollar app. Fucking high roller. I think the most I've ever spent was seven ninety nine on a keyboard app. Actually, 
um, which is now free, incidentally. So a keyboard, oh, like a keyboard, like a musical keyboard? No, it's called Swift Key, um, and I bought it like several years ago because I got into the oh, Android phones. I see what you're like saying. Yeah, it's that one ago. that you could just drag your finger across. So if you're like a zombie, you don't have to pick <laughs> your finger up. No, this one is like a predictive text, but it, it's a it's a particularly good predictive text, unlike. Most of the predictive text. Hold on. Does it say ducking? No, because it, it does not do ducking ever. No, no, no. The, here's the thing about the Swift. I actually love the Swift key app. The Swift key app knows how I write. Like, it pays attention to what I write. I Like, if I type in my address, I, ty- I, I type a two, and it suggests the rest of my address. So I can type my whole address in, like, three clicks. The whole the whole thing. It it knows does that it know, I does it know you swear a lot? Yeah, it knows I swear a lot, so it suggests fucking or shit or whatever oh, I'm gonna use all the time. Genius. Every time I write on my iPhone, it constantly is like, You sure you don't want to say ducking? Yeah, like right. I've never wanted to say ducking, ducking right? like, unless I was talking about fucking editing audio. That's the only <laughs> time. And I never text anybody about editing audio. Right? No, like the like so I bought that's the that's the only app I've ever paid money for. I paid $8 for it. This is a $10 app. Uh, it's a Lucky Cactus app. It's fucking $10. Um, and here's what you do. It is now number one on the iTunes top 100 paid apps. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And here's what you do. You uh, see a cactus. It's a shitty looking fucking lousy image of a cactus. It's not even a very good looking image. You tap on your screen where the cactus is at. And then maybe you get good luck. That's literally the whole thing. How do you know? Well, if you had good luck, then it worked. <laughs> and then I, I, like I don't know. I like it doesn't this. give users specific directions beyond tap the cactus for potential good luck. You pay $10. If I pay $10, I don't want potential good luck. I want actual good luck. I already potentially have good luck. This is. Don't I? <laughs> It's fucking free. I think they're missing the boat on this. They should have charged $10, and then every time you tap it, it's an in-app purchase. See, there you go. That would, instead of the upfront cost. Yeah. So that way you're like, I could really use some luck, and I'm a gullible twat. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck buys this? Uh, Who, Who is like $10? Well, I have more money than I have fucking brains. I'll use this fucking thing. Ten fucking dollars for an I can't think an app would have to give me a fucking weekly blowjob for me to spend fucking ten dollars on it. My phone's keys are sticking together. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, we speak that. It's just fucked up, man. Speaking of launching things. <laughs> right? <laughs> this story's from uh, LA Times. Lamb sacrifice. This is so fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the picture. Just imagine that dude. <laughs> I'm such a terrible person. You really Lamb are pretty awful. Lamb sacrifice perform. That's like a. Lamb sacrifice performed for man days before he was ejected onto freeway sign. 
Yeah. So his family does a fucking magic ritual <laughs> where they kill this fucking lamb who evidently yeah. didn't have a lucky cactus <laughs> to save him. And neither did this fucking young man because nothing could spare him. Yeah, evidently, he- neither the deaths of lambs nor the tapping of a cactus. Nor seat belts. <laughs> because right? when it's time to go, this fucking guy, this fucking guy uh, was driving his car. He finally crashed his car. <laughs> he crashed his car with such vigor and alacrity <laughs> that he shot out of the car and got stuck on a freeway sign. And they had to, they had to get a fire truck with one of those big ladders. It's like it's like a Babe Ruth pointing to the outer <laughs> right. like the bleachers. <laughs> like, it's like fucking putting it on fucking uh fucking what is it uh, uh Waveland Avenue behind uh, <laughs> behind the Cubs behind the Cubs stadium. Oh. It says here it says that they they hoped the the offering of lamb would provide some protection. I eat so much gyro meat, I'm practically fucking invulnerable. I know, right? Like, like you could drop a like you could drop me into the sun with as much gyro meat as I eat. Well, to be and fair, be like, that's whatever. because you would render for the first He's five fine. minutes. Yeah. Into the- <laughs> Here's what's so amazing, also about this story. I don't know if you caught this part, but like this dude was driving to his new job at the Glendale Collision Center. <laughs> 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 so it could be argued that he oh, arrived no. early. <laughs> <laughs> they say to be early on your first day. <laughs> you, it is amazing to get ejected out of your car. You know, and the thing is, he wasn't in like a fucking Lamborghini. He was in a Ford Fiesta. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, how fast are you going? Like were you were you were you like doing one of those like fucking like a Ferris Bueller or something where you're like poking <laughs> your head out the moonroof or something going like a hundred miles an hour with like a brick on the accelerator with your fucking head out of the moonroof? How does that even happen to catapult you out of the car to where you're on the the fucking freeway sign? Look at the fucking picture, Cecil. Oh yeah, it's up there, dude. It's got to be twenty five feet up there. I don't think that would be an exaggeration to say that's 25 feet. You know what's going to suck is, you know how they normally throw the wreaths where the person dies on the side of the road? The family's going to have to like play ring toss every time they come <laughs> by to throw the wreath up there. <laughs> Miss. 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 It's like, it's the worst carnival game I've ever played. You know, Obamacare is... Really, I think the worst thing that has happened in this nation since slavery, and it is in a way, it is slavery in a way, because because it is making all of us subservient. Sister, it comes into raw story. Twitter invents hilarious uh, hashtag Ben Carson Wikipedia facts to mock candidates' battle with reality. <laughs> There's some really good ones in here. You know, it's funny because uh, a lot of these like like this is just this is just a funny article full of all this goofy shit. So what Ben Carson said was that um, that Joseph 
uh, an Old Testament figure created the pyramids. Now, we talked about this with Ishmael earlier, and they were used to store grain. That's what he said. And a bunch of people were like, uh, none of that, like literally none of that is true. <laughs> none of that makes any sense. And so there's a bunch of people that posted Bed Carson Wikipedia facts. I'm going to read a couple of these because these are so funny. Erica Hall says, Roombas are cyborg <laughs> anchor babies. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> ben Carson Wikipedia. Uh, this one, Berlin Wall was erected because of great popularity of racquetball <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> That's just my favorite. Mike says, a pony must eat 57 <laughs> apples before it, come, before it becomes a horse. I, I, the one I like, too, is the square root of any number is always four because a square has four sides. <laughs> I think that's great. Did you see that the memes that are popping up, the Ben Carson memes now that are yeah. popping up, are actually pretty awesome. Well, there, there's one that has a picture of Stonehenge. Have you seen this one? Uh-uh. And it says, uh, it, it says something like, uh, it was actually a dog park created by Noah after the yeah. flood. <laughs> that's awesome. It's pretty great. They're all over the place, man. I'm waiting for his like best way to stop a gunman one. Is there I wonder if there's like a best way to stop a gunman is to rush them and rub their belly until they fall asleep. <laughs> one on the sideboard here for Raw Stories is Ben Carson. My biography isn't a hundred percent accurate, but none of the things are lies. <laughs> like that's that's <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's not a, it's not, that's uh, not how you true. He's great. He is great. He's a... He's somebody who I hope sticks around because he's he's like Sarah Palin. Oh, funny. he's so funny. Did you see he's all butt hurt? He's saying like, uh, well, they didn't. He says something like, well, geez, they didn't. Uh, they didn't. You know, rub uh, Obama across the across the coals the same way. Fact checking everything, and and he specifically alludes to uh, Reverend Wright and Ayers, and, and and he's like, well, they didn't give him a hard time about those things, and it's like they gave him oh, such no. a hard time. No, they didn't give him anything about Reverend Wright. Right. And they, None of that. They said that he wasn't they said that he wasn't even an American citizen. Yeah, they like didn't believe that he was an American citizen. Right. They talk about his middle name as if he's a terrorist. They say he's not a Christian when he said he's a Christian. They talked about Reverend Wright and how he's a little too black for the American public. They talked about fucking uh, Bill Ayers. They would never stop talking about that over and over right. and over again. They talked about that shit. Like you know, just, look, man, this is what it's going to be, dude. Here's the thing. You fucking threw your name in there. Right. What did you, you expect? Your name in there. You, you got to expect people are going to be like fact-checking literally everything you said. Right. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. This story comes from the Raw story. Nevada Republican with quack cancer is a fungus cure loses health care business license. I find it astonishing that this person ever had a healthcare business license. Um, Republican Assemblywoman Michelle Fiore's home-based, always there, number four U healthcare company um, has been shut down <laughs> after she allow- refused to allow inspectors to look at her books, um, even though she got $6 million in Medicaid funding. Um, and this is the same person who um, basically says, if you had, this is a quote, if you have cancer, which I believe is a fungus. That's enough. You're done listening. I'm right? done listening already. <laughs> and she says, and we can put a pick line into your body, and we're flushing with, say, salt water, sodium carbonate, 
through that line and flushing out the fungus. She's been doing this for she was she's gotten six million dollars in Medicaid funding over a five year period. That's a lot of money. That's a fucking over a million dollars a year. Right. That's a lot of money, man. It's not like fucking six million dollars in the entire career and she's been like 20, 30 years or something. You know, even still, that's a lot of money, but it's not like the same level. When you say a five year period, this person's been fucking, you know, saying that cancer is a fungus. Cancer is a fungus. Well, you know, here's the thing it sounds bad, Cecil, but it's six million dollars. Salt water and sodium carbonate do not come cheaply. Sodium carbonate. It's carbonated thing. That's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. And cancer's not a fungus. What fungus is cancer? <laughs> like it's the fungus it's like a portabella? Fungus. Yeah. It's, the- it's like a shiitake. Oh, my God. I'm- Sir, I'm so sorry to tell you. You've got shiitake of the lymph nodes. Oh, Jesus. You've last, all- last year I had morels of the pancreas. <laughs> Gosh, I just can't catch a break. Man. I've been touching my cactus app. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrificed a lamb earlier too. <laughs> That's how you end Fuck. up on a freeway sign. I sacrificed a lamb and I ate it with some nice morels. It was actually very nice. So we're back with Ishmael Brown from Angry Black Rant. Ishmael, uh, if people have never heard your show, could you give them a, a little a little taste? Tell them what your show's about. Uh, my show is Cogdis, but the black version. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if you guys are Dracula, I'm Blackula. <laughs> or Blackenstein. Oh, or the Blood Black of Bloat Your Blade. <laughs> Uh, you're like a black exploitation uh, <laughs> exactly. fucking version of cognitive dissonance. That's nah, awesome. No, but seriously, um, no, but it's basically uh, news. I cover news and I cover certain topics that just have to do with uh, social issues. And we try to make it funny. The first half is usually news. And then the second half is um, a topic that we need to cover or that we want to cover regarding like, you know, race or sexism or something like that. Um but yeah, it's it's basically uh, a lot of fun, a lot of seriousness while trying to make it entertaining. So your show is Angry Black Rant, but I, I can't understand everything is going swimmingly for the black community. And if I read Reddit, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and if I go through the comments on Reddit, the most maligned group in America today is the white male. Absolutely. That's what yeah. the comments section of yeah. Reddit would have me believe. And I, since <laughs> I think that that's a genuine cross section of America... <laughs> No, I, I totally agree. I'm just, you know, I, I could have called my show playing the race card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how I'm many episodes searching. do you have now? How many how many episodes do you have? Fifteen. We're about to put up our sixteenth tomorrow. Wait, Fifteen. Hold on a second. I read from Fox News that you only have five, but you were awarded ten from affirmative action. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta cut that out of the show. That's mean. No, you no, What are you talking about? You better not cut that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so uh, do you have guests on? Do you talk to your? Do you talk to d- different people? Is it is it the um, uh, same person well, every week? Yeah. Well, right now I I kind of have like a rotating host. Um, I've had like I've been going through finding a host, and right now I have uh, this woman named Kim. So she kind of comes on, and she's my partner, and we just go over the news and go over topics. So. 
I started off with guests, um, the interview part, and I'll probably get back into that, but I think I'll do that as like a separate kind of bonus show if I do it because it kind of slows it down. So right now it's just covering news, me and someone else, and talking about certain things. So it's just two people going back and forth and uh, having fun while covering serious topics. So nope. no no uh, rotating guests at the moment. So what, what made you want to get into podcasting? I mean, did you think that you were unrepresented by people like Cognitive Dissonance, two white guys? I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? When I wanted to get into it, it, I wasn't thinking about it as far as race or like, oh, my voice isn't out there, even though, you know, obviously the atheist movement and even podcasting lacks, you know, uh, diversity. But I just, for me, because I, I came out to L.A. from the East Coast and while I was out here, I became an atheist. Like it just happened like within six months of someone asking me to just, why don't you just look at your religion? And, you know, for a while, being African-American and being an atheist and being in a new city, it's it's pretty lonely. And um, so and then some girl just put me onto your podcast. It was actually your podcast was the first one a couple years ago. She was like, oh, this is kind of funny. You should check it out. Kind of funny. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I, I, I later found out. <laughs> and I was fucking hooked. And I went, you know, I, I literally, I listened to your show and then I listened to any show of guests you had on. And I ended up listening to your show like twice uh, or three times, just over and over. And then I'd move around and I found, and it just kind of lit a fire under me. And I wanted to get into the atheist movement. And then I went to a, um, atheist meetup that's out here in Los Angeles. And the thing that sucks is if you're in a liberal city, there's not much of a, uh, you know, uh, there's not a lot of energy for atheism as opposed, I assume, if you're in like some yeah. conservative yeah. part of the sure. country. Yeah. Sure. There's not as much so to I went mobilize, to, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's there's no reason, especially in LA where it's all woo, like they're all astrology and yeah, fucking yeah. anti-vax nutters <laughs> and shit like that. So, so I was feeling this real like, camaraderie and like it just felt like a family with podcasts like i'd write in um i wrote into you guys i called into uh, atheist on air and then i went to this meetup and i found like these racist libertarians who this one dude literally wanted to be just or didn't want to be he was like i don't see why i can't call you a negro wasn't that okay what? with you guys before and i'm like wait wait where what, am what? I? <laughs> like, what the yes. fuck where did you go you said fucking <laughs> la motherfucker exactly what is happening? it was some old asshole he was some asshole in his 50s and and we were having a conversation about why he shouldn't call me a negro and i just realized what the what the fuck am i even doing here like right? this is supposed to be like where Holy i escape shit. and feel like family and that shows you i think in a lot of ways that in a lot of ways, atheism is not a fucking organizing feature. Right. You know, it's yeah. like it's like, yeah, you could be an atheist, but you could also fucking think aliens are a thing. Yep. Or you could think exactly. that fucking, you know, uh, calling somebody a fucking Negro is a good idea. <laughs> fucking Mr. 1920s. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love the idea that somebody would try to argue you into being yeah. called a Negro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like somebody coming up to me like. Well, I would like to uh, fuck your wife and be like, no, I, I, that's totally, that's not going to happen. Well, what about if I presented the following argument? And be like, Man, I'll fucking, I will face fuck your I, argument. I have a detailed me? PowerPoint. Is that going to help? Are you or? kidding me? Well, it used to be. A, no, it was never, never okay with me. It, it's almost like, to me, it was like he was saying, I really want you to punch me in the face. Like, I, I'm going to argue you knocking me the fuck out for as long as I can until it happens. <laughs> we run into atheists all the time 
that will say some shit and I'll just be like, man, we are on fucking totally different pages. Yeah. Like, whereas yeah. I feel like I would, I would have so much more in common with somebody who is a very liberal Christian than I would if somebody was, uh, you know, say, a, like you say, a libertarian atheist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I just want to uh, say, and I probably shouldn't even say this, but not all libertarians are assholes. I don't know why people always say that. Like you tell some story about a black guy and they go, not all black people are it's like, okay. Yeah. No, but cause I have some libertarian friends, but yeah, yeah this guy just happened <laughs> to be a fine. libertarian. I have one black friend. <laughs> yeah. So it's cool, man. No, it's, I got it. Yeah. My sister married a libertarian, so I'm cool. Um, <laughs> But but yeah, I mean, they have like half libertarian babies. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I slept with a libertarian one. <laughs> but um, but no, you were no you're right about the whole atheism thing. And and um, I'm in a few Facebook groups, and of course, online anything. I love how they paint atheists as assholes, but I think anyone online, any group online, is a bunch of assholes for the yeah. most part. But I learned that like skepticism is really the thing more than atheism. Cause like you said, if they're a skeptic who just happens to still have that indoctrination in Christianity and they're liberal, they're more, they, you probably agree with them on more than just some atheist who still believes in aliens or believes in, uh, astrology and anti-vax shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Or who's a sexist or a racist or whatever. Exactly. They just, they, they're just like, well, I'll examine this one aspect of my life but i'll leave the other parts of my life yeah because yeah. you know the the thing is sexism and racism those things are as, in, as indoctrinated as religion and if you've been indoctrinated into a sexist or racist culture the only way for you to break out of that is similar to the way that you you know break out of religious indoctrination it really takes a hard examination that can often be very uncomfortable for people to go through and it's a process it's not like you, most people are going to wake up one day and be like well, I guess I'm not racist now. Huh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, that was real weird. <laughs> Especially in America where your racism is supported, you know, yes. like it, because if you ignore the institutional issues that's going on in the country, you'll say, but why can't I look at black people this way? Look, the majority of them are poor and a lot of them commit crimes, you know, so you got to you it really takes some looking at it from the outside and saying, OK, let's look at the bigger picture and why these things are going on. Yeah. I wonder how much of that, too, has to do with like the the, the ridiculous strain of anti-intellectualism in America, because, mm. you know, the, the ability and, and willingness and desire to do that in a meaningful way and to look beyond just, you know, the surface issues and look at, you know, yeah. deeper causes and root causes. You know, that really does take some intellectual drive and, and a respect for yeah. intellectual. It's also really it's also really difficult to tackle prog systemic problems. Right. Yeah. That's a hard thing to do. It's not a thing that is easy. And you could just say, well, I've done that and wipe your hands of it. <laughs> right. I mean, there's so many deep problems that you have to that are interconnected systems that have to be changed in order for the whole thing to sort of rise up. And you can't. There's nothing you can do. Just one thing to say, well, we threw money at that one thing and now it's all fixed. And it's that right. that's what people expect. And it's real hard to change systemic problems. And people don't want to talk about shit like that. They just want to be able to be like, well, there's our villain, guys. So I'm curious about your experience as a as a uh, a, a black atheist. Is uh, how does that affect your um you know your local community and how you work, how you stand within your local community with your friends, your family? Cuz that cause well, that that puts you in a minority within a minority, right? Yeah, and in my entire family, I grew up Pentecostal and my family are deep believers. My sister, she believes the Bible literally and we argue about like uh 
Noah being 900 years old type shit. Do they speak in tongues, the Pentecostals? Yes, yes, they speak in tongues, Ooh. flop on the floor like fucking fishes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and do they think um, you're just holding well, back your floor-flopping tendencies? <laughs> like, you're just like, you're like, because for them, right, it would have to, have to be like, well, I'm flopping on the floor for Jesus. Like, I, I feel floppy. <laughs> yeah. Is there an assumption that you feel floppy too, but you're just like holding in the flop? Yeah, um, I, well, I, I, I've never spoken tongue, so I guess I've been holding in the flop a lot. <laughs> you know, I run into a lot of atheists who seem to have more negative experiences, especially when dating, um, black atheists, uh, especially when dating. Like, but I, I, I honestly think it's because there's no, I'm, I don't hide my atheism. I actually find I make Christians more embarrassed in there because I'm willing to talk about the Bible. I'm willing to talk about the absurdity of it. So I meet a lot of people who just try to say, oh, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. So, so my experience hasn't been that negative. I mean, it is with uh, close friends, meaning I have a small amount of close friends, but, um, but on a day to day basis, no, I, I don't, it doesn't feel like an obstacle to me, but maybe because a lot of my community is online and it's not as it's not like, uh, you know, within I'm kind of like a homebody recently. So I don't you know, I'm not going out looking for funds and being rejected or anything like that. Well, how do your how does your family does your family know you have this podcast? Uh, Yeah. I mean, they don't talk to me about it. I post it on my Facebook. I post everything like I post this thing. I I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't mind being a black sheep in your community. Isn't that just sheep? Womp, womp. <laughs> you deserve every bit of that wah wah. That's awesome. I had to do it. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I, I didn't derail the train for that, joke, but I needed to. Doesn't that make had... you the sheep with good credit? Isn't that <laughs> what you. <laughs> this is my favorite conversation ever. Oh, really? You like to get all the racism that you have built up in you? <laughs> At the end, you're going to be like, can. can can I say the N-word just yeah. now? Is it cool? I'm going to ask you in like two minutes. <laughs> Dude, I wanted to say it one time, just once. Well, as a libertarian, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> well, our Negro guest, what do you think about it? <laughs> in preparation for the show, we're black guests. <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell because it's on radio, but we just felt like, oh, that's awesome. That's the worst yeah. thing. God damn. amazing. You guys are like, okay, let's not get too drunk because I got to keep those... Uh, that filter on. I don't yeah. want to get too loose around this guy. <laughs> um, but but real quick with my family, I mean, as far as my family, yeah, they, but they're like afraid to talk to me about it because I was so religious. I'm willing to talk to them about how stupid their religion is. Yeah. And because I'm not necessarily close to them, whoever disowns me, I don't give a fuck really. Like I, I like I posted a meme a couple weeks ago that was basically saying, um, it had a picture of Jesus with open arms and it said, um, Welcome to heaven. Your rapist is here because they because be they believe in me too. And I had a cousin like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" And I was like, <laughs> and I said, um, "That's awesome." <laughs> and I and I was like, "What do you mean? Is is that wrong? Can rapists not be in heaven?" And he didn't reply because it's like, Cause, what, yeah. "What's your fucking problem?" <laughs> <laughs> rapist is here too. Oh Jesus, he's two doors down. Oh, God. <laughs> He's in a house of gold just like you. Oh, wow. Exactly. That's awesome. So I want to ask, uh, you know, very often, very vanilla white uh, folks like us will make comments like comparing the plight of gay people 
to the plight of black people during uh, during the civil rights movement. We do this a lot. We, there's it's a very common thread. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I see that a lot. And a lot of times they'll say, well, if it was a black person, it'd be a different story. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but as far as civil rights goes, like it, it is comparable because it's you are trying to take away someone's civil liberties for something that, you know, they didn't choose. It's straight discrimination. So I get the reason why. I also get why black people in some ways feel, you know, um, some may feel like it's not fair to do that because of the history in this country from slavery, from lynching to things like that. But I think in present day, I can't think of anything that better describes what uh, the gay community is going through. I mean, it's discrimination. It's, and I don't like doing the whole, Oh, it's worse. You know, it's, yeah, well, we get right. it worse than you and you, sure. it's like, it's, it's wrong. And let's just yeah. focus on that. Um, but I, I remember I was out here when prop eight happened and I remember I work in uh, the film industry and, you know, the black community voted heavy against it. And I remember a lot of gay people were saying, you know, we're so disappointed in the black community. You know, we've been there for them. And I don't know how true that is. You know, I don't know, like, because I know, uh, you know, in the industry, uh, white gay people who they're not civil rights activists or anything like that. I found it weird. But in the end, I said, whether you were or you weren't, to me, that doesn't matter. The reason why the black community voted against it was religion. Yeah. Plain yeah, and simple. Right. It's yeah. because they're very, we're a very religious community. Yeah. It'd be like saying like, like, well, where did the Mormons vote? Like, well, what did you, what did you think they yeah. were going to vote? Like, <laughs> exactly. That's also a minority community in they America. They weren't going to vote, right. put it in my butt. That's, <laughs> that's the one thing that they weren't going to vote for. Yeah. Not out loud. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, you said you read, uh, you like, you know, the Bible backwards and forwards then, huh? Pretty good, yeah. I know it pretty well. I mean, I'd probably learn more about it after I left the religion or when I started to finally look at it. And I just, I mean, the way the Pentecostals, I got lucky because they taught the Bible totally wrong. Like, and I run into black people who think like the Bible was the first book ever and just stuff you can easily find out. When they tell you dumb lies like that, when you go and find out, like, wait, no, it's not. And who's even fucking saying it is? Like, this is the stupidest shit. Why would they tell us that, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and just the, and, and the way they taught us the story of Jesus, they taught it wrong. This was the reason why I became atheist, because they made it seem like he just was always there. And then when I looked at it, and I'm like, wait, the Jews had this religion. They believed in a God. And then some dude fucking shows up and is like, new rules now. You have to believe. You can only go through me. And if you don't fucking go through me, I'm going to burn you in hell. Something you guys weren't fucking believing in anyway. And it just was like, wait, this is clearly bullshit. Like, I, it, it would make more sense to me to be uh, Jewish than to be Christian. Fucking Jesus was the David Koresh of his time. Exactly. Right, yeah. that's, that's how I started looking at him. Like some cult leader. He was an end times rabbi who came on and said he was God. But he also said you can't worship the god he used to worship for hundreds of years anymore you have to worship you can only get through to heaven through worshiping him and that to me just was like okay this is stupid why would god change the rules like that just like (laughs) so ishmael if people were going to find your podcast where would they look uh the regular places itunes stitcher places like that or you can go to my website angryblackrant.com or uh, Facebook uh, slash Angry Black Rant, the usual places. Awesome. Thanks That's for cool. joining us today, Ishmael. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was great. Cool, man. Thanks for having me on. It, it was a blast. I loved it. So- 
so we'd like to thank uh, our most recent patrons, Michelle, Troy, Jason, James, Larry, Garrett, Janet, Gil, Michael, and Jeremy. Thank you very much for your generous donations. Um, we actually uh, recorded our own uh, very first patron show for patrons this last week. We posted it on Sunday. So far, it's been getting some really good feedback. We did a whole Jim Baker episode, and people seemed to really like it. It was like oh, about an hour and a half worth of stuff, and uh, and it turned out very good. So we want to thank all our patrons, and we hope that you enjoyed the show, and you'll be getting quarterly shows now uh, You know, because we wound up reaching that milestone. So we want to thank you also very much. It's great. And we just we're in contact, too. Uh, it looks like we're going to be uh, there's going to be a broadcast-a-thon coming up uh, with David Smalley, and we're going to be part of that. So we're going to be donating some money uh, specifically based on that uh, appearance, and we'll let you know more details as that comes uh, as that solidifies. I believe he prefers to refer to that as a podcast-a-thon, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is it a podcast? I thought it was a broadcast. Yeah, podcast-a-thon. Yeah. Broadcast-a-thon, yeah. right? Bro- bro- podcast-a-thon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I'm mispronouncing it. <laughs> Broadcast-a-thon? Is that what it is? Anyway, thank you very much. We really do appreciate all the patrons. So we only have a couple of emails. The first one, um, this one uh, is actually based on the Patreon uh, show we did. We did a Jim Baker. There was a, the CERN is the Tower of Babel, the new Tower of Babel, and someone, Emily, sent in a message um, it's got a it's got a, a, a an image on it, and it says, "If God was pissed about the Tower of Babel, how does he feel about the space station?" <laughs> That's super great. Well, I never she... thought y'all were gonna build it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's so That's funny. So thanks for sending that in. We were featured on a uh, read this thing uh, blog. Uh, we wound up uh, being one of the top podcasts on the cultural section for this this uh, blog post that lists a ton of great shows. We just happen to be a uh, part of the cultural section. Um, we're near the bottom. That's all right. Not bad. I'll, I'll not take bad. it. I'll take um, it. But they uh, they listed us there. So, uh, so we'll put a link to this particular blog post on this episode's show notes. Um, this is episode 260. And uh, and you can uh, you can check out all the other podcasts that are listed. So last week uh, we talked about uh, Jesus and Rambo, and you know there's some some uh, resemblances, but Marcus has a has a message for us and a couple of images, Tom. He says, "Spot on, gentlemen. The resemblance betwixt Rambo and Jesus is nothing short of design." There are no coincidences. <laughs> the story of Rambo is actually based on a 1965 covert mission in which Jesus was to fly over the Vietnam jungle in an effort to exercise any demons that may be residing within, thus making it safe for American troops to invade. Incidentally, the story is also where the Italian priest derived inspiration for his harrowing repent from above mission. This single photograph is the only surviving <laughs> record of our Savior's heroic efforts. Yes, I know there are technically two photographs, but <laughs> I felt the implication sounded more serious when referred to singularly. Glory hole. And it's true. There was a little more grave, but there is actually two photographs. So I'm going to put both of these images. These images will be, uh, will be the images for this show. So check them out. Episode 260. Um, it, they're just amazing. They, I like the color one because Jesus looks... Sort of vaguely confused as to why he's holding that machine gun. 
we got a message from Andrew in Massachusetts, and it looks like he updated the Reddit um, thread again with lists of all of our uh, guest appearances. So if you're interested in our guest appearances, episode 260, um, you can find a list of all those on Reddit. It goes, it links to our Wellwater Drinkers Reddit there, and uh, it's just great. I mean, I think it's it's a lot of work, and it's awesome. It's super useful. So thank you very much, Andrew. And it's so nice of you to do that work, to take that on. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Got a message from Jessica, and she's like, hey, guys, I just started listening to the latest episode, and as soon as you said exorcism via helicopter, I thought, I bet this is Father Vince. This has got to be fucking Father Vince Lampert. And no surprise, I was right. He officiated my wedding five years ago and was extremely Catholic. And my extremely Catholic family had him over for dinner many times. He has almost a cult following the church and surrounding cities. My dad literally has a poster of him wearing all black, looking like something from the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) He talks about his travels and his exercises, exorcisms, I think is what you're looking for. I love that. I like exercises. Not sure if that's the correct term. So, uh, wow. Did Father Lampert, uh, did he officiate your wedding via helicopter? Because that's pretty awesome if he did. That would be awesome if he cast the devils out, like, in the middle. Like, if the fucking intermission, instead of the peace be with you part, like, yeah, he just yeah. rolls out and he's like, devil be gone! And, like, fucking... Or you have to rappel down during the peace be with you part. It just, like, it just, yeah. I, that would be... I, there should be nothing but rappelling the entire yeah. wedding. <laughs> the bride and groom should be fucking married, rappelling down the side of something I would say this, the whole time. If this guy was officiating, that would be pretty repellent. It would, it would yeah. be repellent at the very least. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We want to thank uh, Ishmael Brown from Angry Black Rant for coming on. Uh, he was a lot of fun. I've been listening to his show, um, and it's it's just great. I, what I love about uh, uh, Ishmael's show is the ease at which he has conversations. Uh, there's a lot of people in the podcast world who you know guard their language really meter out what they say, sound like they're reading off directly from scripts, things like that. He just has an ease at which he speaks that is fun to listen to. And I really like that he not only sounds like a normal guy, but is a funny guy and also is a really intelligent guy. Uh, His arguments are great. Uh, I've been listening to his podcast from the first one, and I've really enjoyed it. So if you give it a a shot, uh, angryblackrant.com. And you could find his podcast, like he said, on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places. It was a lot of fun to have on, and I'm I'm sure we're going to have him on in the future again. Yeah, I was going to say, not only is his show very good, but he's just a fun guy to talk to. I mean, the ease uh, of his show certainly translated into talking to him as a guest. He was, he was a lot of fun to have. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, we're going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, 
evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. See, I'm currently recording. Okay. Okay, Massa. Is that that cool? Oh, Oh, I'm gonna. That's gotta go in. I hope you got Uh, that on tape. That's that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) See, now, now I know what's going on because in my mind, I literally. So I get four stories, and I'm assuming they're from Cecil because I have Cecil as the nice one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, these are like, you know, regular stories. Unlike, you know, I was just on Imaginary Friend Show and Jake gives me a story and it's about absentee fathers and prison. And I'm like, oh, wow, he's not noticing that I'm black at all. (laughs) (laughs) So then you guys send me stories and I'm like, oh, look, these are regular stories. And then the extra email comes in like, oh, and here's one more about Black Lives Matter. But you choose. (laughs) But you choose which story. And in my mind, Tom was like, man, fuck this PC shit. I'm sending him a nigga. What's so funny funny is you have it exactly reversed. You have it exactly reversed. So Tom sent you four stories. And here's why Tom sent you those four stories, though. Tom and I had a conversation two weeks ago. We had that Black Lives Matter thing was on our thing. And when we were uh, that night having a conversation with you and I was like, oh, well, you know, this would be a perfect story. You know, he could give us a perspective that we can't get. And he said, yeah, absolutely. So he put it on the bottom of the notes. But Tom is so fucking incompetent yes. Yes. that he forgot that we had talked about it three weeks ago. And he didn't even bother to send the thing that we didn't talk about that was fucking gold. And that we passed <laughs> up specifically so we could have a conversation with you about it. Well, I guess, that's wow. that's well, the backstory. Also, we're racist. Yeah, yeah, I think I that's the that, racist. Well, well, yeah. In my mind, Cecil was the nice guy who, and then Tom was like, "Man, fuck this piece." I'm sending him. <laughs> that is normally just, how it is. That's generally, that's generally how yeah. it is. You're, yeah, you're, you're I right. I expected 100%. to get another email. Yeah, when you stereotype us like, like that, it's perfect. That's absolutely perfect <laughs> when you stereotype us like that. Well, you just cleared it up, Cecil. <laughs> I now know who's the villain in this story. <laughs> 